If there's a client that does not want to come on board to the systems and the processes and the procedures you've put in place, those clients are not for you. I recognize in the beginning when you're starting something, you want to be flexible and be amendable, but you'll then end up seeing that it's going to be more stress on you. And that shouldn't be how you've created your business. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Podcast Trapper. I'm your host, Anna Gogo, founder of Black Pod Collective, Black Pod Festival, as well as Adode Media, your full service podcast production agency. And I'm super excited because this week I'm talking about something that whew, we experienced just a little bit here at the studio. And so this episode, we are talking about how to deal with difficult clients. So this is for entrepreneurs. This is for I know a lot of independent podcasters who are trying to go down the route of what I've been able to do for myself, which is I started off as an independent creator and I pivoted over into helping people and brands launch and manage their podcasts. So I'm speaking to those who are interested, but those who are already in the thick of it. And this episode is is not a fun one, but it's fun because of the fact that it's good to know that you are protected and you've taken care of yourself. So I'm kind of laying out how to ensure you protect yourself from difficult clients while also knowing how to kind of spot the red flags in the beginning. First and foremost, I've had client missteps. I'm human. I'm not going to pretend to be somebody who's like, oh, and all my clients love it here. That's not true. I've had clients who've hated it here. Well, hopefully not hate. But I've had clients who've not exactly had the best of experiences. And I can chalk some of it up to some of my missteps because I'm self-taught. There's not like a, oh, a book on how to run a business and all, well... There's definitely books on how to run a business, but not always that kind of curtails to like how me as a person and how I operate and show up in life. And so in the beginning of launching this business, I definitely know there were instances to where I didn't handle things as well. Something that I am confident in saying now is that I can frazzle easy sometimes. No, I don't. I'm not afraid. Frazzled is different. And what I mean by that is I'm... A type A personality, meaning I'm a project manager by nature. I have a project management certification, Lean Six Sigma certification. All of these things are about processes as well as project systems and management. And so I'm used to things kind of operating in a certain way, like a fine oil machine. And the moment that something goes off the rails from what it was supposed to be is when I'm like, sure, I'm sorry, what happened? And that's where I had to work on. And so there's a difference between understanding your missteps as a business owner, your misstep as a human being, because let's be real, we're all human, and a difference between difficult, meaning the client is just, let's be honest, they're just not rolling with the punches. They're not wanting to get on board. And one of the big things I can tell anybody before I kind of dive into this episode is that I don't care how much money it is or what connections this person has. If there's a client that does not want to come on board to the systems and the processes and the procedures you've put in place, those clients are not for you. I recognize in the beginning when you're starting something, you want to be flexible and be amendable, but you'll then end up seeing that it's going to be more stress on you. And that's not how you created, that's not, that shouldn't be how you created your business. I tell people all the time, I did not leave corporate America to then come in and create a business for myself, recreating the environments that I left in corporate America. And so what that sometimes means is you have to put your foot down. So I'm going to actually kind of tell you some red flags whenever you are venturing off as a freelancer, a creative, who's just like, you know what, this is the route I want to go. And I think this applies to not just in podcasting, but just across the board. First red flags are people who are unable to pay. Like, 
out the gate, that's a red flag. And I get it. We all have budgets we have to within, stay within. But I mean more so people who start off with like, they got money to spend. And if you're not from Atlanta, you may not understand what I mean by this. But Atlanta is full of people who are like, I got money and don't worry about it. I don't care the price. Let's do it. And they're the ones who are the six-figure coaches. They're talking about all the money that they're making and all of these things. They're, they're telling you how to charge more money. And then they come to you and they try to nickel and dime you. So when I say not being able to pay the balance, I'm not just saying like, oh, they can't afford it because I was there at one point. So I'm never that person. I'm always willing to work with people in that capacity. I mean people who... They want to nickel and dime you on what your prices are. The moment somebody tells you like, oh, this person can do it cheaper, let that person go. Allow them to go to who they want. I promise you they're going to come back to you. If you have good service and you know what you're doing and you show up in excellence, trust me, they'll be back. So that's first and foremost. These are the red flags and identifying when a client is probably not a best fit out the gate. Secondly, unwilling to follow the processes or procedures. In our business, we utilize one system to manage not only the internal team, but also to manage each show, and that's Airtable. So for every show that we work with, it is literally in the contract and the agreements in that you have to be willing to utilize our internal management system to manage your podcast. I've tried in the past to say, you know what, this is one show we can manage using their system because they already existed. And I find that a lot of people have not put in the processes. They have not put in the procedures. They have not put in the work that we've put in to make sure that there's automations in place. And so things end up falling through the cracks. And so if a client is unwilling to come onto your processes, they're not the client for you. Next red flag is that they're constantly late for their recordings. (sighs) Let's take a pause on that one. If they're constantly late for anything, meaning if you have scheduled meetings, and so for us it's recordings, but if you scheduled a meeting with them, If you have a standing meeting, if they're consistently late, that means it's somebody who doesn't respect your time or, and it's not a person who is good at proper time management. And I know for some people you're thinking to yourself, oh no, I can work with people like that. You are thinking from a place of my business is not busy right now. And I always tell people when you are making processes and procedures in your business, do not create it from a standpoint of of lack, created from a standpoint of influx, because you want to be prepared for that influx. When I first launched the studio, first launched the production company, I first started off with one client, but I behaved as if I had 10 clients, 20 clients, because I wanted to make sure when I got to that point, I knew how to manage that. And you set yourself up to lose older clients when you don't set those processes in place. I'm going to give you an example. I lost my very first client once we grew to be much bigger. Here is why. They were used to being able to text my cell phone to ask me questions. They were used to where I was the one to respond to all of their emails. They were used to the ones to where I was on for every recording. They were used to basically only dealing with me. So it is only to be expected that when I was no longer able to serve them in that capacity, meaning that I had brought on other people onto the team who did their editing, who were on their recordings, like they were still getting the support, but they were used to everything being me. They were used to getting instant answers, getting their way because there was no other clients. And because I initially didn't set them up to for greatness without me, I lost them because they had gotten accustomed to a certain level of expectation 
And that's how I knew, like, it doesn't matter if we just have two clients. We treat this as if there's 10 of them. We don't make exceptions just based off of the fact that, oh, it's just one client. We can do it. If you keep doing that for it's just one client, when you become 20, 30 clients in, you're not going to be able to sustain. Burnout, as well as dropping the ball and losing clients for dissatisfaction will start to kick in. So I know that was a long way way of talking about, like, you know, those who are late, But it's also talking about like those who refuse to follow your processes, sign contracts, any of those things. Now, if you are new here, you may not be aware of the fact that I do not like to just focus on the problem. I like to give solutions of things that I would do or things that you could do just so that this way we're not just focusing on the negative, but how to move forward. So let's talk about three ways in which you can protect yourself. Item number one is your website terms and agreements. I know so many people who like I have never. And I mean never read a website's terms and agreements. Guess what? That can be your saving grace. So in this day and age, a lot of people do not like to read. That's just the truth of the situation. However, you need to make sure that you as a business owner, you are protected. So those terms and agreements of, I had a client once tell me that they're not signing a contract and then they refuse to pay me, not realizing my terms and agreements on my website already indicated that once you book the studio, you are agreeing to X, Y, and Z terms. So whether you actually sign a contract or not, you've already agreed to it. Fun chatting with you. And so you can really ensure that you're protected. Now, I'm not saying get over on your clients or anything like that because there's still laws around things. But your terms and agreements are something that you should be looking at on a quarterly basis to make sure you are covered. Next up is your client intake process. I am a big stickler on forms and you checking off and reading off elements. If you do not read it, that is not on me. It is on you. But having a client intake form so that this way it's they're providing you with where they're at, their information, but also in that intake form, it's also letting them know your processes and procedures. For example, with the studio, anytime you book the studio, there is a podcast studio intake form where it talks through like, okay, here's this that you need to keep in mind. Like keep in mind that if you break anything, there's a cost for that. You are checking off a box for our overtime fees. You're indicating that you're acknowledging that if you don't book for a videographer, that one is not included. This way you're protected. I started adding these things One, when somebody argued that, hey, I booked for cameras, but you didn't realize and didn't read that you just rented the cameras and you didn't select to have a videographer. And so it's one of those things of as you learn in business, you know how to be a little bit more mindful, a little bit more careful. Lastly, oh, this is my favorite one. Making sure you are recording your client discovery calls as well as your client onboarding process. Now, if you don't have an onboarding process, it's perfectly fine. I would highly recommend that you do. Um, Canva has a lot of templates on a client onboarding document, which you can send to your clients when they first join and you you start working with them. Um, So that that way it outlines like, you know, your communication practices, expectations, turnaround time, those type of things. Um, But I also follow that up with a client onboarding call itself. So there's a document they receive, but also a call to kind of go over things and explain expectations. That is recorded and also put in the client file. Same thing as their initial discovery call, because I recently had a client who indicated that they were not going to pay me because they didn't know about a process, a procedure. Lawyers got involved in everything. And guess what? She had not signed a contract yet because she once again refused to after she had recorded and everything else, but I already had her discovery call as well as her onboarding call both recorded to be able to showcase that I did provide that information and she did agree to it. 
And so I think there's ways that we as business owners need to start making sure that we're thinking of Think of ourselves as big businesses, because with a big corporation, they have the funds and the lawyers to go after people with reckless abandonment. But when you're a small business or a freelancer just starting out, it can be very difficult to know how to protect yourself. So just keep this in mind and understand that with clients, it's okay for you to fire clients as well. It is a two-way street. It is not that they get to decide if they want to work with you and you have no say-so in the matter. You too can indicate that, hey, this is not a good working relationship. I always tell people you can refer them to somebody else, but it's important to make sure you stand your ground and understand when a client is not a good fit. And the one that I probably did include in there is clients that are asking for things that are not in their package. Never say yes. I don't care what the situation is. Look at my face. Never say yes. The moment you say yes, they start asking you for everything under the sun for free. And I know we want to give good customer service, but good customer service does not mean that we have to work for free. So I hope you guys found this information helpful. And quite frankly, this one was actually oddly exciting to do because it made me stop to think about like, what are the things that I've learned over the last two, three years of running a business and the things that I've run into. And I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I'm sure there's probably clients who are like, you're horrible. And guess what? You have to learn from those experiences too. But at the same token, never allow people to treat you bad, treat the people who work with you bad or disrespect you. So I hope you found this information helpful today. And if you are interested in seeing like, hey, Anna, I would love for you to talk about X, Y, and Z. Feel free to shoot me an email at support at adodemedia.com. Adode is A-D-O-D-E media.com. And don't forget to leave a review because I'm not seeing those reviews. I would love to hear from you guys and see how you're enjoying the show. Until next time, guys, have a good one.